Jedi, we were talking about yesterday. I wonder if Joe knows about this. Do you know the Larry, Larry, David, and Elmo thing going on? No. You don't? <laughs> what is happening? I, I need to know. In Jedi, I mean, talk about your phone listening to you. When I'm on Facebook scrolling, every other thing now is for, like, the Curb Your Enthusiasm because I've been talking about Larry David. I've been searching it up. So, Joe, Larry David was on the Today Show, right? He had some type of segment. I don't know. It was probably for Curb Your Enthusiasm. And on the same day, Elmo was there. So... Before they did a segment, he walked over to Elmo. Jedi, did you watch the clip? No, I did not. Oh, it's, like, so stupid. He, like, touches Elmo's nose, and then he, like, pretends to throw a punch. Just, like, you would never think anything of it. And then do you know who Will Wheaton is? Oh, the kid that used to be on Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, I know that, dude. Will Wheaton went on this big rant about how it triggered all his PTSD as a kid watching Larry David, like, choke elmo and now like all his supporters are like you're saying what we've all been thinking about larry david like how dare he and all this stuff so jedi what did you see about that story (laughs) i thought it was crazy because this is elmo from sesame street a puppet right (laughs) i know and and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, if he's flipping on over that, what if he's, like, watching the news, like, in Gaza, Joe, about stuff like that? Yeah, he wouldn't be able to handle that at all. <laughs> Jesus. But the amount of supporters, like, he has right now in the story is just insane. And I I love it when you go on Twitter. It's, like, it's probably, like, 70-30 where people are more like us. Every once in a while, you'll see someone comment, like, you're 50 years old, like, man up. You're not making light of PTSD, but that's kind of a strange, like, leap to make. But everybody uh, wants to yeah. be triggered nowadays. I don't get it. It's like their go-to reaction. Right. They, like, secretly want it to happen so they can complain or something. Yeah. <laughs> people, people, you know, here's the thing. When, when, and, and I've seen this in polls, if you ask people if they're offended by something, overwhelmingly they will say yes. Whereas if you don't ask, people tend to not voice the idea that they're offended. It's really only when you're asking, oh my yeah. God, did that offend you? Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> if you don't even ask, they're generally less inclined to bring it up. So my thought is, if you offend somebody, don't mention it. Jedi, what would it take to offend you? I, I don't even know if there's like anything that could be said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty much like, yeah, whatever. You know, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> Good way to be. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, this um this guy that works this restaurant near us, he um he just recently went to his mother's funeral and one of the girls that works there hates him and she said, I hope you fall fall in the hole with your mother and he's like he brushed that off. Like he's not even offended by that. <laughs> It's yeah, a just, rough one, though. I know. <laughs> I can see saying on social media to say it in someone's face. That's pretty rough. That person really doesn't like that guy. If yeah, I hope you fall in that hole with your mother at her funeral. That's rough. That's someone that doesn't like. That's an enemy. That's yeah. your enemy. That was there. That's yeah. an enemy. Oh, that's a good segue, Joe. You know who else is an enemy of the show now? Who? Mandy. People. Mandy. Do not like- People did not like Mandy from Alabama. I don't blame them. Yeah, last week. 
I didn't like her that much either. She was yeah. uh she was a little much, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> man, I was thinking about corporal punishment last week when man, if Mandy was in my house the last couple months with my daughter, she cannot get out of bed. You could put her to bed at six thirty in the morning, or six thirty at night. School the next day is like we're running to the door and I don't operate like that. So it's especially hard for me when at eight o'clock I have the bags packed in my hand and my daughter is like snoring away. So we've taken the tablets away. We've taken everything away. And she's last week she's been doing better, but I'm just thinking good thing. Mandy isn't running the household. Yeah. She would have beat her ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny. Two people messaged me like the same thing. Like I'd slap her in the mouth if I ever saw that lady. Wow. That's crazy. But now listen, I to be fair, mm-hmm. this is all very cultural. Yeah. Like you grew up in that in and if you're used to I mean, did you guys you guys got hit a little bit as kids? Yeah. Yeah. Late yeah. kids. Um <laughs> I got my ass whooped, and it's like, ah, dude, I don't know, man. Did you find that productive at all? Because that's what I was saying. Like, I didn't – getting hit only pissed me off and made me challenge my father's authority more. Right. You know what I mean? It it, it wasn't – it was having the exact opposite effect, and I think – and this is the problem with hitting kids – it might work on some kids or even the threat of, you know, like you're, you're making a move towards them and they're, right. right. They get scared. If your kid isn't affected by that, you are wasting your time. And every time you hit that kid, boy, they're just, the rage starts to be like, I'm going to kill this guy. One of these nights, you don't want that. You know what I mean? You don't want yeah. that in your house. Trust me. Yeah. And then they end up turning into, um, what was that? What was that guy's name? The the Newtown guy that killed his mother first. Oh, Adam Lanza. There Adam you go. Lanza. Perfect yeah. example of what happens when you let these kids spiral out of control without any discipline. You know, but yeah. beating them, no good, no good. Also, don't get them into guns. That's definitely asking for shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it happens, and the parents are always like, I, I had no idea. It's like, what do you mean you had no idea that was happening? Did you guys see the mom in Michigan, Crombley? The kid uh, got life in prison. He shot uh, up his school in Michigan. The mother is on trial. I just found her guilty of manslaughter. And I like that. I think, listen, your kid, you gave your kid a gun as a gift, and then he went and shot a bunch of people. Jedi, that's a little bit your fault. What? <laughs> oh, I, you you bought your mentally unstable son a gun, and he took that thing to school immediately and shot a bunch of people. It is your fault a little bit. I think that's fair. That mom went to the school that day. They should have taken that kid out of the school that day because he had his gun that day while he was there, and they left him in school. And then he shot the place up. Little yeah. bit her fault. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I know about that story, Joe, is because I saw the um, the little meme going around Twitter where it was the mother sentenced to whatever, and then next to him was Kyle Rittenhouse. Now let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it never ends. I don't know how you do a political show, Joe. 
I can't deal with it. You know what the trick of the trade is? I promise you, it's to just be logically consistent at all times. You can't say you can't say you're for states' rights when it comes to Roe v. Wade, and then New York passes a gun law, and you're like, you can't do that. Yeah. States' rights are not states' rights, but you don't get to pick and choose by what you like. And if you're consistent in, in the way you approach politics, at the very least, Todd, people can respect what you're saying because you're not all over the place in your reasoning. Most people, unfortunately, do not have that ability. Yeah, 100%. Like, even the Larry David thing, all the liberals are mad that he did that. But at the same point, last week, Larry David said an anti-MAGA thing. So all the liberals loved him. They're like, Larry David's the best. And now they're, like, confused because they like them on one end and they don't like them on the other. And it's like, what do we do? It's like it's like when a black person is a Republican, all the liberals, like, all confused what to do. We want to like and help that guy, but he's so messed up. <laughs> What was that guy's name? Larry Elder or something? Oh God, yeah, he's special. He's yeah, a good guy. If they were call now, uh, the liberals call him what a, a black white supremacist. <laughs> Jenna, can you imagine that being a black white supremacist? <laughs> no, it's liberals and these liberals in their wacky terms of inaccuracy. Yeah. They, they never make. And again, defund the police. Sounds like a horrible idea. You talk to a liberal yeah. about it. It's like, well, no, we, we don't mean no police or take. The, we want to allocate funds for. Yeah. Like, don't, then say that. <laughs> defund the police sounds like you don't want police, you morons. Right. They call things. They call things by really stupid terms and names where you're like, you're looking at it and you're like, that sounds horrible. And then you find out what it is, and you're like, oh, why didn't you call it that? Like, that would have been much more helpful. Reallocate police funds is much too long. It doesn't fit it's, on the T-shirt. Yeah, you can't, you can't really <laughs> chant that. Yeah, reallocate the funds to because mental Joe, health all, advocacy. <laughs> all the people under them, low on the rung, they just take it as defund the police. And that's like that's 90 what, people, yeah. Yeah, to take it on the surface, just by the words, it sounds like they want to take all the money away from and not have police. That's what it sounds like. That's what a lot of con conservatives say that to me all the time. And I'm like, I get why you think that. These guys are idiots. And they don't know how to say what they're trying to say. And it comes across like, dude, here's another one. Abortion up to the moment of birth. Nobody actually wants that. Nobody really advocates for that. What they're saying is, they're not, we're gonna, not that we're going to do it. We're not going to do third trimester abortions. We just want the right to extend all the way to the end. It's like, well, then say that. Because when you say, you say abortion to the moment of birth, most people that are conservative think you're killing eight-and-a-half-month-old babies in the womb. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And that's not what you want, but it sounds like it, and people hate that. The Democrat, the liberals, they don't know how to call things accurately or with any regard for how anyone else is going to hear it and be like, the fuck? What are you saying over there? Like, oh, let me explain it. You have to explain it based off the name. The name sucks. 
Yeah. Um, I'm always amazed. Like I said, I don't really follow politics, but like, I can't get over that. These are the two guys every time that are going at it. It makes no sense. No, no. And it's like, they're picking the person based on who they think will piss the other side off more. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they are neglecting, the thing that they're forgetting is only about half of registered people are in a party. And the other half are independents, and they're they're not they don't love Joe Biden. They don't love Donald Trump. They don't consider either guy a hero of any sort. So they're looking at the numbers. What makes the most sense? Those are the people you have to win to win elections. And I think the further left or the further right any given candidate is, the less likely you are to get elected anywhere in America. Like, Joe, I hate how, say, for instance, Trump will bash Nikki Haley, but then, like, he could potentially pick her as the running mate. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just said all this bad stuff, and now it's like, oh, no, no. Now that I'm in, she's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's funny. How how did Joe Biden end up with Kamala Harris? Kamala Harris took a couple shots at at at, at Biden early on when they were running against each other. She dropped out first amongst the major Democrats with the idea, I'm guessing, of one of these people will pick me. I haven't really talked too much shit about everybody, right? Yeah. Todd gets it. Jedi gets it. I've been cool with everybody. They'll yeah. ask me. And that's exactly how she played her cards. Dropped out early. Yep. And, and, and as soon as the opportunity came to endorse him, she did it. And then, uh, hey, they're looking for a VP. <laughs> remember me <laughs> and there you go <laughs> by the way I, I, I want to put this on the record she has done the worst job as the vice president since Dan Quayle uh, who ran <laughs> with George W. Bush and couldn't spell the word potato yeah. she's been she's been um, a major underperformer and his numbers aren't good her numbers are a little bit worse and it's not a good ticket and, you know, they, they put themselves in the position, Todd, with the first black Indian woman uh, or whatever exactly Nikki Haley is, where, uh, Nikki Haley, where that, that Kamala uh-huh. Harris is. If you, if you pull her off the ticket, you are alienating the black vote. You're really, the, the minority and the female vote all at the same time. So they got to run her. Yeah. They got to run her one way or the other, and it's not good. I always think of the um, the Dan Quill potato thing. It's like we could misspell it a million times, Joe. No one is watching our every move. Right. Like you can't do anything wrong because everyone's been laughing at you. And now social media, forget about it. You're Joe Biden. You fall off your bike. Everyone's there videotaping it. Dude, the the day Dan Quayle misspelled potato, it's like, oh, this guy's out. He'll never be the president ever. That's it. It's over. <laughs> I bring up Howard Dean in 2004 when he when he was, you know, he lost the the one of the primary votes and he was like, we're going to keep on going. We're going to California. We're going You've never seen Howard Dean again. He's right. they, that's it. That was the day his political career ended. So well, we used to we used I'll to have say- high standards for these. Yeah. You did anything that was a little bit bizarre, you're out, and you're never you're never going to be back in this. 
And now it's like, dude, can you top the other guy? Yeah. I was going to say, we do see Howard Dean, but it's only when we hear audio of that clip. Yes. Yes. And again, it's usually in the context of, man, Trump said some crazy shit. Remember when saying crazy shit got you banished? It got you banned from politics forever. Where is Howard Dean? As they're putting him in the paddy wagon, taking him just out of the mainstream media. Bye. Greetings, Morgs, Jedi Todd, and producer Joe back again at Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Something's happening tomorrow. I hope you all got your bets in order and all your rituals and routines down because it's game day. So let's talk about Super Bowl. And um, is it just normal pregame behavior or is it OCD? Yeah, like I obviously I love the Super Bowl. Joe, you make it do you make an event out of it? Um, believe it or not, I don't, Todd. I like to watch the Super Bowl like I like to watch all of my football games alone. Mm-hmm. I find watching <laughs> the game with other people, especially I've been to plenty of Super Bowl parties over the years. You know what the problem is, Jedi? There's people like you there. <laughs> don't that don't have a team. Room. They don't have a team. They don't particularly care about the game. They're there for the social element. They're there for the partying and the food. And those people tend to walk in while you're watching the game, and they'll be like, they showed Taylor Swift yet? Or something that, and you're like, can you not talk to me? Find anyone else in the room. I don't want to talk to you. I can't even watch the game with, I had a buddy I watched the game with, Giants game. I'm a Giants fan. We watched the Giants game a couple years ago, and I thought it might be cool, Todd. Yeah. Not really a watch the game with a buddy. This dude came over for three and a half hours, would not shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just wouldn't stop talking. Some of it was about football, which was fine, but some of it was about high school. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Right. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. There's nothing to the other thing was he came in and he took his coat off and he had a, a tiki barber jersey on. And I thought, all right, this is promising. This could be cool. He's a He's a real fan with, and as the as he got out of the sleeves with his arm, he had an argyle sweater <laughs> underneath the jersey. Yeah, that's not a sports fan. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. But I'm 100 with you, Joe. If I have, a, I, I wouldn't want to go to a big party or anything. I'll probably be in my basement watching it. But um, w- talk about the only event where like half the people want it to end to get to the commercials. <laughs> they want like the. Yes. That's like such a bizarre element of the Super Bowl. It is weird. Half of us at the commercial run into the kitchen and go grab another beer, go grab some more food, go take a quick leak. And then the other half is like, oh, good. The stupid game is off. Let's watch these hilarious commercials. And let's be honest. There's like four good commercials out of all of them. There'll be four, maybe five if you're lucky. The rest of them are stupid it's overthought. You know what you're going to see a lot of too? 
you're going to see a lot of those like really liberal commercials where they're, you know, it's like stand up against hate. <laughs> Shut up. I'm, like, I'm watching a game. So that's not really what's on my mind today. Yeah. And also, listen, if you're watching the Super Bowl and you're like, the Jews, uh, there's <laughs> nothing Todd, a 30 second yeah. PSA is going to do to change your mind about wanting another Holocaust. There's nothing. There's nothing. The, there's nothing Taylor Swift is going to say during that game that's going to soften your heart up. That's my point. Leave the messaging away. I also, yeah. you know what I don't need? Don't fly the jets over the the, the stadium. You know? <laughs> and then you're going to do the Star Spangled Banner and like, you know, 20% of the really, uh, they stand up and they do the pledge in there. It's like, dude, get yeah. a grip. You're not at the game. Okay. When they do the national anthem, that's that's your first chance to get a piss in, right? Because let's be honest, when that game starts, Todd, you're 13 beers in already. The game starts at six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna start cracking your your Mick Ultras at 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 six, right? You're gonna start you're gonna crack them open. I don't know round one when the pregame st- starts. Oh yeah, you're it's like- hammered by game time, and then they're gonna do the national anthem. You're gonna like. You're gonna stand up in your living room, like oh, America! Like shut up, dude! Right? It, it is, it's so stupid. It's it's literally it's the football championship of the United States, not the world championship. There's no other teams from any other countries participating. So, Joe, I don't know if you're anything like me. Like today, I'm. My daughter has to go to a birthday party, and then I am taking over all the responsibilities for today because tomorrow, yeah, will be none. It's one of my days of the year where, like, I don't have to think about anything. My wife already said, We're going to my parents with the girls, we're going to leave at halftime. Would you like to come? And, like, I would, I, you couldn't give me like a thousand dollars to go. I just wanted to be <laughs> in my bunker with some beer, watching the game, doing my squares, stuff like that. Funny story. My wife said to me, we're going to my wife's grandparents' house tonight for dinner. Yeah. They're in their 80s. It's nice. We want to spend some time with them. They're getting up there. That's fine. Got a couple of things to do this afternoon. Uh, But otherwise, I'm in good shape. Yeah. My wife said to me, my mom wants us to come over tomorrow around 3. Go, And I go, it's the Super Bowl. (laughs) Your mom. (laughs) And so my wife looks at me, and she was about to say, they can put the game on, but that's not it's I'm not watching a football game in a home where the people don't watch sports regularly. Yeah, because how long is it going to take until someone walks into that room and they're like, what are you watching a game? Did you put something else on? Put something on for the kids. Put a put a movie on for the kids. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to leave. So <laughs> it makes more sense, Jedi, for me to not go. I told my wife, That's I go, true. there's no way I'm going to your yeah. to your parents' house Sunday. <laughs> yeah, even if they, even yeah. if they were like, we got a nice spread, we've got a we got a big screen TV. Just for, I still wouldn't want to go. First of all, I don't like being on the road to watch games. Right? I like mm-hmm. my home field advantage. I like to watch games in my home. Todd, I can have my shoes on or off my call, however I'm feeling. I don't have to follow someone else's rules, you know? I can mm. put my feet up on a table if I want. I don't have to ask you, hey, do we do we do feet on the table or no here? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, yeah. or I do it and you're like, get, get your feet off. Oh, sorry, dude. I didn't. I don't want any of that. I just yeah. want to watch the game in peace. And I don't want anyone to bother me. I already know what I'm going to eat for the game. It's already been decided. It's been ordered. I'll go pick it up. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't need a party for this. I right. don't. And here's the other thing. I don't care about Taylor Swift at all. I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. They show her about 30 seconds per game. That's the, that's the average time. I'm not upset. She's there. Little jelly. If I'm being honest, I'd like to be there, (laughs) you know, but if they show her more than once, but I don't care. That's not going to bother me at all. Um, so, Joe, just one more thing about going to, like, the in-laws' house. This is what happens to me all the time. All right, we're going to my mom's next Saturday, uh, 13 days from now. My mom needs to know if you're coming because she needs to know how many burgers to make. I'm like, do not make me any food. I'm not giving, like, this two-week notice so they can cook an extra burger. That, to me, is the same. You know, just plan on not being there. I will eat my own food if I have to. You right? Can't be- yeah. Assume I'm not going. Yeah. Don't make the food. I'll grab something if I show up, and I'll eat it on the way. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that all the time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, for the grandparents tonight, we they wanted us last night to tell them what we wanted from our favorite restaurant in the town that they live. That's where they're ordering from. Mm, right, and it's like you know what? Yeah, I'll just order from there. I don't think we need to all report our list to grandma here. You know what I mean? Like, so it's why my friend just sent this mass text. There's about 20 of us on it. Who's in for the next poker game? Reply. Yes or no. I'm March 24th at 6 PM or something. I'm like, there's no way I know what I'm doing yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing next weekend. I'm not committing to something and going to get like, the wrath from you when I all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, I have a wedding that day or something. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. I was in a group, a poker group with some neighborhood guys. Um, And it is, it's like a month out and, and they invite you and you're like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I need an answer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, I should probably be around Saturday night a month from now. Yeah. I don't know. What could pop? And I don't, I mean, right. I don't know what life is going to bring me a month from now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know that as much as I enjoy poker and these guys, there's a lot of things I would throw them over for if it came up. How do you tell them that? You know what I mean? Like if, if better plans were to come up, I'm taking them. Because poker night's cool, but not that great. Bill Burr has a whole spiel on watching football games by himself. <laughs> oh, I've seen it, and I completely agree with it. I'm telling you, Jedi, there's there's nothing generally like my wife's not a football fan. Okay. Yeah. So when when the Giants play on a Sunday, Thursday, whatever day they're on, but does she, she understand the game? No. No, no, my okay. wife, you know what my wife thinks it is? She says it all the time. And then and when you watch it, it's hard to argue with her. She goes, everybody lines up. They hike the ball. Everybody falls. <laughs> so it's like war with cards. <laughs> Pretty much. And then I'm like, no, that's not what's happening. And I look up at the screen and there's like of the 22 guys, 14 are on the ground. And I'm like, yeah, I, I see why you think that. <laughs> why you think 
they start standing, everybody falls, and then one guy runs through the through the carnage. That's what it looks like if you're not that into football. <laughs> that is exactly that's exactly what it looks like. So I get why she thinks that. Watching the game alone is better because here's the other thing, Todd. I'm not a very reactive person. And again, I don't have any skin in the game, but say the Giants were playing. I don't get overly emotional. If they score, I might do like a tear. Yeah, that's it. I'm not going to. I don't get all crazy about it. And listen, the Giants lose a lot more than they win. Mm -hmm. The game ends. I watch the other team take a knee for the last minute as my Giants come up short again. And Jedi, that's when I start to like, I start to wind down from watching the game. And by the time they all shake hands and walk off the field, I don't really care what happened. It's not going to affect my day if the Giants lost a close one or if the Giants beat the Eagles. That's a great kind of a day. But it doesn't affect my mood in the real world. I It's all self-contained for the three and a half hours. And then I move on. Do you have any like rituals or, you know, do you wear your jersey? Do you do any kind of No, I don't have any, thing? nothing like that. Sometimes if I'm in the mood and I have one clean, I might throw it on. If my wife's going to have people over, definitely not going to put a jersey on. I don't need to be mocked or ridiculed. So... <laughs> Yo, Joe, you know what's funny is, like, I, I, I've i always been Celtics, Patriots, Bruins, don't really care about baseball, but, like, I feel like I'm a big sports fan. But do you have any friends? Like, I go to my friend Bill's house every, every once in a while. You go in his basement, it's, like, Steelers chair, Steelers TV, Steelers curtains. I'm, like, like completely diehard, like a serious, serious Steelers fan. Yeah, I've never seen curtains that say New York <laughs> Giants and thought, I need these. I got to put these up. I can't wait to hang these drapes. I've never thought that. Yeah, that's, I do have a lot of buddies that are like that. But I have friends too. Like I have a buddy who's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. If the Eagles lose, dude, don't call that guy Sunday. Probably give him till Tuesday. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's like unreasonably angry when they lose. And it's like, dude, you're not even, you're not on that team team or anything. Yeah. Yeah. They, the the team walked off the field. They didn't seem as angry as you do. I don't understand how it shouldn't affect your mood or your life. And I don't understand people that 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 happens to. It's like you could be a fan and care, but when the game ends, turn off the TV and be productive with the rest of your day. Oh, some of these fans are just wild. I mean, they have their own superstition, you know, like wearing the jersey or wearing the same clothes every day for a week prior, eating the the foods, a certain piece of food. (laughs) I mean, it's just nuts. Well, how about like, Joe, like the worst to me is grown men fighting at games. Someone got killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone got killed at a Dolphins game. 40, 50-year-old men fighting over like a sports team. Listen, I'm a Giants fan. I've gone to watch the Giants play in Philadelphia twice. Yeah. I don't wear anything that indicates I'm a Giants fan. Right. As a matter of fact, the second time when I left, my buddy, who is an Eagles fan, bought me an Eagles hat from a guy in the parking lot for like five bucks. He's like, just put this on your head. Oh, my God. Just till we get to the car, just so we know everyone's safe. Like, I'm not even joking. Because wow. in Philly, that same night, they stole a guy's leg. <laughs> a very well-known story in Philly. 
This guy sits on the corner. Somebody stole the dude's leg. Okay. It's a fake leg, Jedi. You look yeah. confused. Yeah. Uh, but they literally <laughs> they, what you were talking about. they stole his leg. And so, yeah, I've been the Fenway. Right. Uh, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm not going to indicate through my clothing which team I'm rooting for. And as a matter of fact, when my team scores and I'm in Boston, let's say, there's not much reaction out of me. It's yeah. more of a. Is that kind of sad that it's like yeah. that? You should, yeah, you should, it is. Uh, I mean, Joe, well, the, the Eagles guy's lucky he didn't get beaten with his leg. Yes. Yes. Had they not stolen the leg, the only other option for it was beating yeah. in the deck yeah. with his own leg. <laughs> and, and Joe, the guy who bought you the hat, that's someone you want to pick as your running mate. Yeah. That's a good friend of mine. He's a lawyer, too, this guy. Yeah. He's from Philly. And he was like, yeah, we're going to get you a hat. I don't know if we're getting back to the car tonight without you in a Philly hat. So, Jedi, now on to conspiracies here. Like, if you're into conspiracies, this is there has never been a better time to make a bet on the Chiefs. Because I love how that guy Vivek, what's his name, Vivek Ramaswamy, yeah. said like, oh, yeah, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Because a lot of people think that the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing is a ploy. And now... Now Taylor Swift is saying like what party that she that she believes in, and she's she is so powerful. She's probably like one of the most famous people in the world. She's like a billionaire, right? Yeah, and maybe people are going to listen to her, and it's an election year. That's that's where the conspiracy is here. Oh, listen, uh, that's crazy, Todd. I I told Jedi this before the show. I didn't get a yeah. chance to tell you this, but I am officially full time doing a, a conservative radio morning show. Yeah. The other guy's the conservative. Obviously, I'm whatever you want to define me as. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been hearing all week about this Taylor Swift thing. And here, so let's, for starters, let's just talk about the Chiefs for a minute. The Chiefs going to the Super Bowl wasn't their best season under Pat Mahomes, right? Uh, The wide receiver situation since Tyreek Hill left the Chiefs has been bad. They have a lot of guys that drop balls. However, this should be noted. Pama Holmes takes this team to the AFC championship game like every year. No matter who he's got to throw to. Yeah. Their defense has been extraordinary this year. That's what got them to the Super Bowl. So this idea that the NFL had to rig it for the Chiefs, it's like the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl the last couple years a few times because pat mahomes is really good the weird part of this is travis kelsey to me is like a step up on the intelligence scale over gronk you know what i mean (gasps) kind of a dope i never really took travis kelsey all that i mean he's a great tight end don't get me wrong but i'm like who's this dummy and maybe you've seen the mahomes in my auto commercial First, yeah. yeah, I love that. He comes across though again as being about six IQ points higher than Gronk. So not a smart man by any stretch. I've listened to him in Jason's podcast. It's nothing too riveting, mm-hmm. you know. If he wasn't dating Taylor Swift, I don't know if he would be as interesting as he is right now. To be quite honest, all right. That's true. I so agree. let's let's get all that out of the way. Next up, Taylor Swift doesn't like Donald Trump. 
It's pretty obvious. Here's a newsflash for all the people that are super upset that I just said that. A lot of people, myself included, don't like Donald Trump. You don't like the mean tweets? No, I don't. I don't think a president should send mean tweets. And I'm sorry that you do. I'm sorry that you think a president acting like a 13-year-old is acceptable because it isn't. If Obama acted that way or Bill Clinton had acted that way, you'd be furious about it. But Trump does it, and they're all picking on him. Yeah, because he's a fucking moron. He's facing 91 felonies, not because he's being he's being persecuted. He's got 91 felonies because he broke 91 laws. Okay? That's why he's... That's what I tell people all the time. Like, Donald Trump is in the trouble Donald Trump is in because he does stupid shit. They took him off the ballot in Colorado. You guys know that situation? He's off the ballot in Colorado. Pain. Trying to get back on. Do you know who filed the lawsuit to take him off the ballot? Republicans. Wasn't the left. It wasn't Democrats. It was a group of Republicans who kindly want their party back because this guy's bad news. As I pointed out on the show before, let's go through this one more time. Donald Trump lost the popular vote in 2016. They didn't do well in the 2018 midterms. He lost the popular vote in 2020. They got their asses handed to him in the 2022 midterms. Donald Trump leading the Republican Party has not been good for the Republican Party. So that's why a lot of Republicans are like, we got to distance ourselves from this guy facing 91 fucking felony charges. They might not. Dude, this is like Bill Cosby. You remember when there was like one lady accusing Bill Cosby of rape? And you're like, no, Bill Cosby didn't do that. And then it was like three women. You're like, oh, shit. Seven, 13, 21. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like one or two of these women is telling the truth. He raped at least two people. This changes everything. 91 felonies. Let's say 90 felonies. He's not guilty. Still not good, guys. Yeah. Still not good. Uh, That's still a problem. Yeah. When you were saying the mean tweets, Joe, I saw someone, I saw one the other day, Donald Trump put together a video. It was like all of, all like Biden, like eating ice cream and stuff. And it was a commercial for an old age home. Like he (laughs) produced this thing. And it's like all Biden, and it's like, who does that? Like, everyone's just so mean to the other side. By the way, let me say this. I will throw you some chum, you right-wing lunatics that listen to the show. I I would say in the last three months, whereas before I wasn't – I didn't necessarily subscribe to Joe Biden's cognitively declining. He acts like an 80-year-old. He's about as sharp as I would expect any 80-year-old be. However, in the last three months, he has progressively gotten a little bit worse, in my opinion, to where I I wasn't before, and I am more currently, I am a little bit concerned about his mental state. And, Todd, more than that, my concern is this guy's, this guy's not doing great the last couple months, I think. I'm concerned about four years from now. Does this is this guy still going to have the wherewithal to do the job? He barely has it now. I believe it's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people to say, "Hey, four years from now, this guy's going to be fine." 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, if I were the Democrats, I would I would find a way up to and including killing Joe Biden if I was them uh, to get him out of that thing. You know, put something in his it is oatmeal or whatever. I don't know. I but don't know. What, it, how come four years isn't enough time to, like, get a new guy going and back him? And why has it just been Biden, Biden, Biden? It makes no sense. I don't know. And if you look at the poll numbers, he's polling poorly and he's polling poorly, Todd. This is the more concerning part with Democrats. And when you ask people again, listen, here's my other thing. (laughs) When people are like, yeah, Biden, he's it's like, dude, Trump's not any better. I mean, Trump had a speech the other day where he was trying to talk about Nancy Pelosi and the whole time he kept saying Nikki Haley over and over again. So he's not exactly. He's not exactly the counter argument to Biden's mentally declining. It's like, well, that guy's that guy's not exactly sharp as a tack. So mm-hmm. it's not the argument. If you were running anyone else from the Republican Party, you could really highlight how fucked up Joe Biden is. But when you hold up your guy next to that guy, it's like, oh, these are the choices, huh? Yeah. What are the other six, huh? Is there <laughs> anybody under 80 that we could choose from? Because that would be great. I know. I don't like, I don't, I really, I'm telling you right now, I'm not comfortable with either one of these guys. And again, I'm more concerned with not necessarily today or tomorrow or November or January, but three years from now, the, mm-hmm. the two of those guys. I mean, first of all, Trump is a disgusting mess. So physically, I would assume he's going to die first. Mentally, Joe Biden probably goes off the 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 trains go off the rail first. Mm-hmm. But either way, th- these two guys don't have a real long term future. No, no. Yeah. So Jedi, getting back to the game here. So, like, what do you know about sports gambling? I mean, Joe. I mean, two, three, four years ago, you couldn't even like mention the word gambling on tv around sports now it's like let's go to the golf playoff now justin thomas is minus 120 <laughs> like they like DraftKings, kings the official F- partner yeah. of the nfl jedi now is california have draft kings what do you guys have out there not legal legal um yeah there's uh i i think in the indian casinos you cannot bet but and if you go to Las Vegas and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we have – so, Joe, we have DraftKings. Oh, Connecticut has DraftKings. Yep. And I don't know if you ever noticed this. Do you know, like, you can't bet on UConn if you're in Connecticut? Like, if you're in Rhode Island, you can't bet on, like, URI. You can't oh, bet – for some yeah. reason, you're not allowed to bet. Maybe in case, like, you know to Bucky Jones or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. I, I I I kind of noticed it, but I didn't think much of it. A lot of the times, yeah, when there is things local to me, I can't find that game on the app. Yeah, and then I just sort of move off of it. Um, but yeah, I guess the, maybe there. I, I want to find out now because I think you're right. There's got to be something to that because uh, that happens a lot where I can't find a game I want, and usually it's the local team that I know yeah, that I want to bet on or against, and they're not there. So interesting. I'll have to find out more about that. I know that is, I think it's college. I think it's, because I mean, I know I can bet the Patriots. I think it's college. That's what it is, which would make 
more. Sense. It would see. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Again, it's 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 for me. Like, there's been times I've wanted to throw UConn, yeah, onto a parlay, and right. I just can't find the game. And I'm like, oh, UConn's not a big program. Maybe they're just maybe they're <laughs> not listed for whatever reason. But it's coincidental that it's yeah, yeah, Wait. and you're. UConn's be. not a big program. You talked about college football, UConn. You're not talking about basketball. Yeah, I'm talking about college football, not yeah. a big program. Because basketball, we're doing all right. They're yeah. in good shape there. But yeah, for football, um, because UConn was terrible like the last three or four years. They were one of the worst, them and UMass, the two worst programs in the country. And they've sort of bounced back, UConn. They actually had a, a few decent wins last year. And I was trying to parlay them a few times. Winnable games, not on my list. Oh, UMass is horrendous. The worst program in the country. Yeah, they're they're terrible. Um, so yeah, I I mean I know I've talked about this before. Like I hate how easy gambling is now. Like remember what a treat that would be if you heard someone was going to Vegas, and you yeah. could, like my friend did that about I don't even know fifteen years ago. He gave a guy fifty bucks. He said bet on the White Sox and the Marlins to win the World Series. And uh, I think it was like the Aussie Guillen coaching here in 2005. The White Sox won. And it was just like such a treat to like someone actually could go. Now it's like it could be 103 and by 105 you can have your bet in. It's like click, 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 bang. Way too – I mean the amount of problems that are going to come from this is ridiculous. You well, the other cool thing is, or not cool, depending on how you look at it, is I mean, you could you could jump onto a game, you'd turn on the TV and it's halftime. Right? Not you even. could you could start betting from from there. You're like, oh, the second half total. You I mean, it, it's uh, literally until there's like a minute left in the game, you can yeah. continue to place bets on the game. It's insane. And Here's here's why I find it problematic, Todd. Because when you if you lose a couple times in a row, mm-hmm. and you suddenly have that thought in your head of like, I just got to win my money back, right? right? I don't need to make ten grand. I want to win my money back today. And you really start. That's where you really get into trouble. Is that I just got to win my money back? Because first of all, you're having a loser day. So you're not going to win anything back anyway. Everything you pick, the opposite seems to be happening. And yet you double down. And all of a sudden, that's when you have to, like, take out a second loan on your house. Yeah. You know, or or sell your kid's truck. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, you yeah. don't want that. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I used to bet a, a lot back a long time ago. But, like, I, when you start losing, there's something, like, in the air where, like, you you cannot win no matter what you do the opposite happens and it's the same thing with when you're winning you cannot lose you just hit yep. literally everything the ball bounces the right way but yeah i totally like gambling you got to just like walk away when it's not your day and you'll have another day at some point just like anything by the way i have not bet on the nfl in 8 weeks oh nice that that ending tomorrow no oh wow no I've I'm well maybe I will, uh because but I'm convinced Todd, yeah I'm convinced that I I really am convinced that now listen I'm not necessarily I'm not in on the NFL is scripting this this isn't the WWE, right? They're they're not they're not going out there and running a script. However, they have referees 
who are not full time, who by all all accounts are not held accountable by the league. There's not anybody checking to make sure these guys aren't being influenced by the outside, right? Todd, we've talked about this, especially evenly matched teams. At any given point, it's second and second and short, and I think this team might throw one down the field and break it for a touchdown. I've got my flag ready, Jedi. The second that ball (laughs) is snapped. I saw somebody do something fucked up. I don't know who it was yet. But I, I, I'll, I'll tell you who I. Somebody flinched. Somebody was lined up, an, an inch further ahead than they were supposed to. I'm ready, and it's at the point where Todd, you, you, you know, earlier this season we saw it. Generally, Jedi, when you line up on the line of scrimmage, if you put your like hand up to the referee, he'll, he'll let you know, like, like push back a little bit, and so you know you're, you're a little too far. This year, they weren't really doing that to people. People would kind of receivers would put their hand out to make sure that they were in good shape and the referees didn't say shit. And as soon as the ball got snapped offsides lined up in the neutral zone. If that, if the quarterback gets sacked, what's the flag? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm picking my flag back up. Never mind. Nothing to see here. Joe, I, I got here in my notes, which I always think is like the biggest scam coaches. It's like, Ron Rivera gets fired. Okay, we have to pick him up. He gets fired again. Let's pick him up. Oh, he wins coach of the year. It's like all about your surroundings. Jim Schwartz was like the worst coach. He goes to the Browns. They have a good year. He's assistant coach of the year. It like does not matter. It's like it's like you dump your girlfriend. Some guy's like, oh, she's on the market. It's like, yeah. Boy, why did that guy just dump her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She's <laughs> she's a she's a top contender to be this guy's girlfriend. And it's like, yeah, that guy, the other guy didn't want her. Why? She's a psycho, maybe. It, I don't know. First of all, and I got to tell you, I find this des- disappointing that somehow Bill Belichick has walked away from all this without a job. Because there's about 13 guys in the NFL who I'm like, who the f- who is that even? Yeah. Oh, he was the Lions offensive coordinator. Um, that's it. He got Jared Goff to be good for two years. That so he should be the head coach of a team. What? I don't understand that. But again, we had the backup quarterback conversation some weeks ago, Todd. Yeah, I know. It's for as important a job as that is, it's like this guy was doing construction two weeks ago. Now he's the backup quarterback of the Saints. Nobody better than that guy? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I For like know. eight million? Oh, he's not gonna play. Then why are you paying him eight million? <laughs> what? I don't understand any of that. They do weird stuff in the NFL, but you're right. A bum coach in 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 uh in Jacksonville, if he's in Cleveland, everything will click. I know. It's so dumb. What? What are you talking about? I've never understood that. Yeah, it's so stupid. So um, before we wrap up, Jedi, I don't know if you have anything else, but do you want to make our predictions of the game? Oh, Kansas City. I'm saying um, I'm buying a little bit into this uh, conspiracy theory. 27-24, Casey. I say what? 24-37. 37 Jedi. 37, <laughs> Jedi. Todd, 27-24. What do you get, Joe? 
17, 49ers. You know what it comes to? I'm going to pick the actual better team, and I'm going to assume it's not all rigged for, for one night. But, yeah, <laughs> on paper, look, the 49ers are the better team. They should win this football game. If they don't, if you guys are right about your predictions, we could do a whole other episode next week on yeah. the same subject. <laughs> now, I, to me, it comes down to just like, you know, Pat Holmes, Mahomes is going to be ready. Brock Purdy is kind of like, you just don't know. Maybe the the lights are going to be too big for him. You know what I mean? We just don't know. But McCaffrey, he's unbelievable. Yeah, if they run this offense through, uh, through McCaffrey, and if Purdy isn't overwhelmed, um, the other thing, you got two really good defenses. The 49ers defense, probably not as good as it's been the last four or five years. Sam, uh, and the Chiefs is better than it has been in previous years. So it's, I'll tell you this, without the shenanigans, hopefully there are none, this should be on paper a really good football game, and it yeah. should be a lot of fun. And Taylor Swift's going to be there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Before we wrap up, Joe, something cracked me up uh, during the week. I was just thinking, because a lot of people say to me, like, wow, you do, like, a lot of different things. And it, it kind of reminds me of you a little bit, that, like, you do this, you do that, you have a podcast, this and that. And I thought about you, Jedi, because listen to this. Joe has Joe's a podcast producer, radio host, host sells houses, and if you didn't know it, he has a new podcast, Change of Plans, because he's a personal life coach. Yeah! <laughs> What's up with all. that? What's up with that? That's of all trades. I'll keep this quick. Uh, this buddy of mine, he's a lawyer. Uh, and I didn't, I, I've done some, like, I've casually known this guy the last couple of years. His name is Vince Provenzano. He's a cool dude. He, um, his wife left him a few years ago and it like de devastated oh. his life. He was balling. He was making a ton of money, nice car, nice house. And he's a divorce lawyer even didn't see it coming. Um, went into a big depression, started seeing a therapist and like worked his way out of it. And life's good again. He, he remarried. He met this beautiful woman. Uh, he's got a great stepson who's like the quarterback of the high school football team. Everything's going great. And he decided to start a business as a personal life coach and he has no clients. And so the idea was start a podcast, establish yourself as a life coach. And um, yeah, he, he came over. We kind of ran some, some tests. Uh, one of them, I, I sort of guided him as, as the host. And he was like, I want to do it like this. You kind of lead the show. And listen, I've had some trauma. I'm not trying to be a life coach on people. I'm not, but I have a lot to share yeah. and I'm really good at, I'm really good at getting people to say, and, and you know what I mean? To share. I have a really, a, a great way of getting my, the people around me to, to share their insights and feelings, especially if they're in an expert capacity. So that's, that's what made that happen. Change of plans. I'm excited for it. We mostly have a lot of fun. We talk, I make fun of my family. It's everything yeah. I ever wanted in a podcast. <laughs> it, are you up to 50 yet uh yeah there's 51 podcasts total now I, I don't even know how you have time enough time during the week to do that how many of them are weekly um 40 wow and again it's having good people around you it's showing people how to do stuff um 
at Clovercrest Media, we make it very easy to do this because we've done it so many times. I always tell new people, I'm like, listen, whether you sign with Clovercrest or not, we I'll have a meeting with you. I'll show you how to do it if you don't want to be a part of this. Right. You know? Um because I've done it and it's hard to do if you've never done it. It's easy to do once you've done it. There's kind of a formula to launching a podcast. So it's kind of come down to that for me. So Joe, if someone wants out, no hard feelings. Oh yeah. I I basically just sent somebody packing the other day. Um, here's all your stuff. Good luck. Kudos. Yeah. T- Todd, you know, I've never been, if you don't want to be with me, yeah, I'm not going to keep you. That seems like a disaster waiting to happen. And I've always been clear with people. We sign contracts here and I'm like, listen, if you do want to bail, like I'm not going to stop you. I would yeah. never do that. As a matter of fact, I tell people, you, you know, we have a Google drive. I give you guys where you can like, you can have the Google drive. You can keep it if you go. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. All your stuff's already there. Just take it and go. Like I don't have a problem with that. Uh, it's funny because my friend rents a space. Uh, she teaches kids with autism, so she rents a space out of this beautiful building here in Sturbridge. And every time my friend goes in to run her class, the lady who owns the building she acts like it's her employee and talks down to my friend. So That's my friend horrible. said to her a couple times, she's like, "Listen." I just want to let you know we need to get this out in the open. Like, I'm not your employee. I rent a space from you. So anyways, she just, like, gave her, like, a month's notice. She said, I'm going to be moving out. And the way the way the lady reacted was so insane. Like, she was crying and said, like, you fucked me over. And it should be more like what you do, Joe. It should be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Again, it's like, you want to go? Best of luck to you. I wish you well. You want to stay in touch? Stay in touch if you don't. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, I'm talking to my friend. I'm like, what an odd way to operate. I mean, no one is ever going to last there if she's yeah. like, getting crazy like that. Yes. Um. All right. So I guess that does it. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Check us out on Clovercrest Media and Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Well, Marks, the end is here for Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Please subscribe. And you know what? Whatever happened to preparation meeting opportunity or is it going to be taylor swift the lucky one 